Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up? What is up? My name is Jake Iggy or Iggy for short, and this is Iggy Sports Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. And if you have not yet, make sure to go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to Iggy Sports Talk so you are notified when every episode is released. Now let's get into this week's episode of Iggy Sports Talk. So I am here with Adam Kaufman, who does who does multiple stuff within sports with DraftKings as well as iHeartRadio. And Adam, I want to start off with just kicking off and giving like a season preview for the Patriots. You know, they're going and playing Miami for week one. A lot of new expectations, new quarterback, new offense. And after this team was seven and nine throughout last season, missed the playoffs for the first time since 2008. I was just wondering from your opinion, looking at this team throughout training camp, what is really your expectation of the 2021 Patriots? Well, my expectation is they win double-digit games and they're a playoff team. I, I think you take a look at what they did in the offseason from the uh, record-spending spree, $163 million spent in free agency, and obviously going out, getting defensive players back from opting out, uh, Dante Hightower really being the you know, the, the biggest one, Brandon Bolden, among other guys, Patrick Chung, though he retired, you know, so obviously he's not technically back, you know, just watching from afar like the two of us. But a high tower, a significant leader, a captain, and um, obviously, as you alluded to, going out and, and drafting a, a quarterback with their first round pick, who not only was that uh, unprecedented for all the right reasons in the Bill Belichick time in New England, because it was Tom Brady for so long, but you know, to take Mac Jones from Alabama and not just that, make him the starter, which I know a lot of people are are rightfully excited about. So I just think it's it's a totally transformed, different looking, much deeper team that really winning seven games last year. I mean, they won seven with just about everything going wrong. I mean, that's a team that, you know, even even with the seven wins and, and missing the playoffs last year, as you mentioned, you know, they still could have won eight, nine, 10 games Mm -hmm. playing as poorly as they did. They just had, you know, things went sideways, went the wrong way uh, toward the end of some of those games. Or like I said, a little bit of bad luck mixed in, whatever the case, I I just think not, not a whole lot needs to necessarily break right per se for them to win 11, 12 games this year. And I, you know, if they do that, they're at the very least to me, a wildcard team. And I think they, I don't know, they'll unseat the bills, but I certainly think they'll challenge them. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting, kind of like you alluded to with how much money they really spent uh, this past offseason. You know, it was one hundred and fifty nine point six million, which sent set a uh, NFL record. I don't know about you, but uh, it was pretty difficult for me to keep up with all of them during uh, during uh, free agency on Twitter and, you know, being able to give my reaction to them and that sort of stuff. But um, I want to ask you sort, sort of like, what, who do you think? have that free agency signings uh, do you think is going to make the biggest impact? Well, I think the, you could look at both sides, right? You look at the defensive side of the ball. I think Matt Judon in particular is going to be a, a real significant addition to that defensive line. I I'm hoping Jalen Mills plays a large role, especially because 
you know, Stefan Gilmore, uh, defensive player of the year, a couple of years back, starting the year on the pup list. So we're not going to see him for a little while. I do believe that they'll figure out the contract thing and that we will see him at some point, but you know, Mills, it, it means he needs to be a real contributor in that secondary. So I, I think Judon though is, is really the, the biggest one on the defensive side, maybe even overall for that matter, but on the offense, that's where a lot of the, the, the transition came in. I mean, they, they remade their receiving core. Of course, they still have Jacoby Myers, but they add Nelson Aguilar. They bring in Kendrick Bourne as well and, you know, some other just peripheral players. But the biggest thing to me, it's the tight ends, John Smith and Hunter Henry. And this is a team that last year got next to no production from that position, period. I mean, like a couple hundred yards <laughs> over the course of the entire year. And the year before wasn't a whole hell of a lot better, quite frankly, with uh, Ben Watson there, you know, who they had to kind of coax out of retirement. So my feeling is this offense is going to really filter through the tight ends. I think they're going to be your your primary guys getting the targets. I don't really think that there's a 1,000 yard guy on that offense uh, among, again, the, the receiving core, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Damian Harris could be out of the backfield. I think that Jacoby Myers will be that guy if there's anyone, but I, I, I just don't see it. I think it's going to be a really balanced offensive attack. And I, I think it's the tight ends. I really, really like the additions of John U. Smith and Hunter Henry. Those are the guys that I'm most excited about, even if it turns out that Matt Judon defensively is maybe the most impactful. Me too. I completely agree with you. I don't know about you, but I mean, the first day it was Johnny Smith and then it seemed like 10, 11 a.m. of that second day, Hunter Henry came through yeah. and I have a lot of Chargers uh, friend, uh, fans that are friends and like, obviously they were upset, but I'm like, wait, we, we got both of the top two tight ends in this yeah. free agency class. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it, but you know, there's a lot of people who are looking at this dual tight end threat as a potential, like, remake of what Aaron Hernandez and Gronkowski did, Mm -hmm. you know, back in the early 2010s. But I wanted to hear, how do you think that the Patriots will really use the dual tight end threat? So I'm curious to see it like everybody else. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, and I don't disagree with it necessarily that, you know, like a lot of us, you just mentioned it. I've been saying the same thing whenever I'm on the radio, like we're, we're salivating, we're fantasizing about the, the, the idea of this two tight end set. And it's, right. you know, watch out for Smith and Henry to be Gronkowski and, and Hernandez. And, and honestly, that's unrealistic. Like those two guys, you know, save for, you know, just purely football and ignoring Hernandez off the field, obviously those two guys were, you know, just both of them significantly better and more well-rounded players than, who Smith and Henry are, you know, Smith and Henry are coming off of both of them career years for the Titans and chargers respectively last year. And even still combined for like a thousand yards and a dozen touchdowns and whatever it was, 80, 90 catches, you know, again, good years, but you know, they weren't top guys. They, they weren't relied upon for being top guys, you know, and, and Gronkowski and, and Hernandez. I mean, those were two guys that you could look at both of them and say, man, like they could both give you a thousand yards. Uh, you know, it didn't yeah, happen, yeah. but, but you looked at them as, as having that type of potential. I don't see that from these two guys, but they're versatile. They're definitely versatile. They're definitely dynamic. They have different strengths than those other two guys, their predecessors had It's kind of wild Gronkowski's, you know, still in the league or back in the league again, still producing, <laughs> looking at the couple of touchdowns he had in that opener for the Bucks. But right. uh, I do think it's going to be a good year as long as they stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. Like they both have, you know, some 
Henry especially has has a, a checkered injury history and and obviously missed the entire preseason with with a shoulder situation. And Jonu Smith was banged up in training camp and and preseason as well. And and he's had you know some red flags in the past. So the biggest thing first is just keeping these two guys on the field. And you know right. from that point going forward, I do think they'll produce because I think there's a lot of truth to you know young quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, or even just quarterbacks in new systems in general really leaning on the tight ends, you know, using them as, as, as binkies, as safety blankets. And I think Mac Jones will do that with these guys. Right. Now you brought up the new quarterback topic and, you know, it's something, it, it was interesting because actually I, I just came back from a trip from Tampa Bay. And when I, when I touched down in Tampa, I got the notification that Cam Newton got released. I'm like, wait, there's just all, this is, this is crazy. And, uh, I don't know if you were as surprised as I was, but it was something where, you know, it was it was a competition that we are all looking at very mm-hmm. closely all throughout training camp and preseason. But I'm very happy that it's Mac Jones. But I was curious, like, what was your reaction to the Cam Newton um, sort of release? So uh, I guess it's it's twofold. I'd be lying if I said to you that I wasn't surprised. Uh, I was surprised like the vast majority of people like you were, you know, my mm-hmm. but but for me, it's. I was surprised that Cam Newton didn't get the job. I expected Cam Newton, even though, look, Mac Jones outplayed him and and Mac Jones is your future. I just thought Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick, like the writing seemed to be on the wall to me. And I read it wrong. You know, not most people did. But, you know, I thought that ultimately Cam Newton was going to be the starter to, to begin the year. Short leash, if it doesn't work out, goes to Mac Jones and, mm-hmm. and you know, hopefully off and run him from that point. But I really thought it was going to be Cam out of the gate. However, I always said along the way that my feeling was if Mac Jones gets the job, it makes more sense to release Cam Newton. Right. Because, you know, if, if you're going to one and Cam Newton said this, you know, just earlier today, as we talk, you know, that, that he felt he could be viewed as a distraction, as a backup. And I, I think there's a lot of truth in that. I think a lot of people felt that, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he, he does have such a, a presence. He called it Nora, but such a presence about him that, yeah, of course that could be distracting having Mac right. Jones, like looking over his shoulder and, and looking at Cam Newton, but also bigger than that, like way more significant than that to me is you want a guy in that quarterback room supporting you who knows the system and nobody, nobody short of Tom Brady, knows that system as a quarterback in this league better than Brian Hoyer, who's on his fourth tour here in New England. So if you were going to have somebody backing up Mac Jones, I'm not saying he's the best option on the field. God forbid Mac Jones should get hurt. But you want somebody in that room who's the best option for Mac Jones to really lean on and go over things with and and study the the playbook with and you know you want a vet who's familiar and that guy more so than newton is brian hoyer so that that was how i read it and you know from that standpoint i guess you could say i was right but bigger picture i was absolutely wrong with most other people (laughs) in thinking that that you know I, i didn't think cam would get released because i thought he'd be the guy Yeah, me as well. I mean, he looked much better than obviously we saw him in 2020. And, you know, there's a lot of people now going into Sunday who are so used to seeing Tom Brady under center. And then they had that weird year with Cam Newton last year. And they're sort of looking Mm -hmm. at Mac Jones is who who is this kid out of Alabama who, you know, we're putting all of our trust into and really taking the reins as what Bill Belichick and you alluded to is the future. And so for people who really don't know who Mac Jones is, 
What is your assessment of him? And do you think Patriots fans should trust him going into 21 season? Well, look, this is this is new. I mean, I'm I'm old enough to to remember what it was like when the Patriots started a rookie quarterback week one. You weren't even right. born yet. You know, the, the last time it would happen was was Drew Bledsoe. You know, it's it's been what 30 years practically anyway mm-hmm. since that happened. So this is it should feel like unfamiliar territory for everybody. And I'm sure in a lot of ways it feels like a bad dream because like you said, you know, yeah, the Patriots had a season last year and obviously we know what Tom Brady did with it, but nobody was in the, in the stadium. Nobody was there every single Sunday, you know, rooting on Cam Newton or, or Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer and, and watching this, this playoffless team, this, this seven win club go out there and struggle on an almost weekly basis. So it, it just feels like this, again, this, this bad dream. But now as we get ready, as you said, for Sunday, Mac Jones, uh, I think a lot of people are excited because it was, you know, a first round pick, a national champ in Alabama, a guy who people have just been, I mean, you got Drew Brees saying he's the steal of the draft. You got, uh, you know, who was it? Uh, Joe Namath at the time of the draft, you know, said that of, of the five guys picked and, and again, Mac Jones was, was the fifth. He was the last mm-hmm. of the quarterbacks selected in round one, you know, watch out. He's going to be the best people keep making these Tom Brady comparisons to the point where it's jumped the shark. And I, I guess the, the way that you should look at it, the way that you should like, don't expect Mac Jones to be Tom Brady because nobody period, not Patrick Mahomes, nobody's going to be the next Tom Brady. There is no other Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a unicorn. It doesn't make any lick of sense what he is doing. And, and I mean, he, like he has found the, the permanent fountain of youth. It, it doesn't, it, it's, it's beyond comprehension. What Tom Brady is, is, is out there doing, you know, with his body and with a football and it, it just forget, like, you're not going to get another Tom Brady here in new England or anybody else in NFL history, period. But, if you want to look at Mac Jones and say that unlike Cam Newton and unlike so many other quarterbacks in this league, that he is stylistically similar to Tom Brady in that he is more of a pocket guy. You know, there's, there's no run game there. He's not, you know, he doesn't have this, this athletic build. He's, you know, a, a great decision maker, high football IQ, he has a quick release. He's accurate, doesn't make mistakes. You want to say stylistically he's similar to Tom Brady and fits very well into a Bill Belichick run system. I'm with you. I'm with you a thousand percent. I think that makes a lot of sense. Just don't go out there and expect him to win six championships. Don't go out there and expect him to win right. one championship. Let's see mm-hmm. what he looks like in his first 60 minute effort, which has not even happened yet. But I do think he has a high ceiling this year simply by virtue of his landing spot in a Belichick offense that Josh McDaniels is going to know how to utilize and deploy him. And if he goes out there and, you know, a la Tom Brady in his early years when the defense was winning those championships and Brady was more of a game manager but just wasn't screwing up, mm-hmm. I think he could have a very successful year. I really do. And and if he's, you know, for people out there saying, like, he could win offensive rookie of the year, of course he could. Absolutely he could. Right. But but let's not expect it to end with a Super Bowl. Right, exactly. And, you know, as New England fans, you know, that's just the first thing that we think of. And especially I've been hearing a lot of the Tom Brady comparisons as well. I've just been thinking in my mind, like, don't look at this kid as the 2001 Tom Brady. Like, that's just way too high of a ceiling for him. And we even heard uh, 
you know, Tom Karen ask, uh, ask him as well uh, in the press conference, like, do you feel a sense of pressure because of Tom Brady? And he said it very plainly of, you know, he was a really good player, did a lot of great things here, but I'm trying to be a good player as well. Mm-hmm. But we've also heard some of his teammates like Kendrick Bourne say, you know, he seems very relaxed, making adjustments. JC Jackson saying, I mean, he's a rookie, but he plays like a vet. And we also heard as well that during practices, without even the coaches saying anything, he was telling the offense, no, we need to run this again. And yeah. that t- type of authority, that type of leadership is something where it seems like he's very ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I'll tell you what, man, I, I, it's times like this, like for this specific question that I wish I, I, you know, was more in tune with what's going on in Chicago and San Francisco mm-hmm. and Jacksonville and obviously the Jets, because I mean, the, the hype train with Mac Jones couldn't be chugging along any faster, right? <laughs> I mean, like everybody, you know, short of Belichick, who doesn't give out praise to hardly anybody, but every teammate, analyst, vets, PFF, you know, pro football focus, all the metrics, analyst, like, I mean, we, like people are, are riding, like they are invested it, it, it's like everybody out there has a gambling ticket on Mac Jones, you know, for for a futures offensive, whatever it may be like. It's it's just it's insane. And I just I hope I hope that he is the kind of guy that can block out the noises he's talked about and go one day at a time and, and, and just, you know, not put any personal expectations on himself beyond just go out there and try and win games and who cares what happens statistically? I just, you know, as long as we get the W, that's all that matters. I hope that's his attitude because it's it's true. Like everything that you just said is a thousand percent true that everybody is saying about him publicly, loud. Right. And it, that's a tough thing to live up to, man, especially when you're just 23. Seriously. And, and like that's like when, when I saw the question being asked to him about like Tom Brady, if, if there is any pressure, I'm like, that's already a given. But I thought what he said was funny is, you know, I'm trying to be good as well. Yeah, um, but right. You know, no, it's a great comment. I mean, even like, exactly. Devin, you know, did you catch Devin McCourty's comment, you know, when they were asking him about uh, I, I don't remember the exact question, but it was something like, you know, do you ever talk to Mac Jones about Tom Brady and, and Devin, you know, to his credit, said something to the effect of, I mean, if it comes up in conversation, I might right. answer a question or something, but like, I'm pretty sure he knows Tom Brady played here too. You know, right. like it's, this, this isn't some big surprise. So yeah, I, I'm sure that he, like the rest of us is just itching to get to Sunday and start mm-hmm. this game. And, you know, it's, it's hopefully a, a, a relatively soft start with, with Miami, a team that, you know, again, is is respected and it's got a good defense. I think the offense is all right. I think two is all right. But it's, you know, it's a team that that pe- a lot of people seem to expect to be kind of neck and neck with the Pats in the East. And right. so it's, you know, they're it's not like they're starting off with Kansas City or God forbid Tampa Bay or even Buffalo or, you know, it's I, I think it's, it's, it's a it, you're starting at home a Sunday afternoon. Not a, you know, not a ton of people are going to be watching outside this region. And, uh, you know, let's let's just see what happens. And like you said, the hype train couldn't be be, uh, chugging faster because, you know, I mean, his jerseys sold out like the first day that he was named the starter. And, you know, I already know he's got the second best selling jersey in the entire league. Oh, my gosh. Now, that just shows how strong the fandom is in Boston. And then also, like, I I can already imagine 
on Sunday, you know, if he just throws one pick, oh boy, we made a mistake. Like it's over. Like the season's over. It just better not be on the first series, right? Yeah, seriously. Exactly. But you brought up going into this Dolphins game and I got to mention, you know, I I think it's really funny with the whole Tua stuff because, you know, Tua came in out of Alabama, like tank for Tua. And then like after his first year, people are making excuses for him. Oh, he was injured. You know, COVID he's a lefty quarterback. All right. Well, where's all the hype? Like, let's be honest here. But, um, you know, going into that game, you know, also Kyle Vinoy is also going to be on the other side of that defense. And, you know, he knows their offense and their inner workings a little bit as well since mm-hmm. he was there last year. But what are you sort of expecting uh, going into that Sunday game? And really, what is your prediction for like a score? Do you think it's going to be a high scoring game or do you think it could be close? Well, I want to say the over-under from the odds makers are in the neighborhood of 43, 44 points right now. And uh, I, I think that's a that's about right. I think it's going to be a, a lower scoring game, especially when you're looking at those two offenses. You know, I, I think a lot of people have high expectations because of the spending spree of, of what the Pats offense could be. But, you know, how in sync is it going to be in, in week one? You know, is is Nelson Aguilar even going to be out there? I didn't see the final injury report today, but obviously in uh you know, he missed practice multiple practices this week. Uh, so they're, you know, they're, they're kind of banged up to start Hunter Henry, even if he is out there, isn't a hundred percent, you know, might be the case for John Smith as well. So uh, I just, I think it would be, it would be really surprising to me uh, if, if this was a game that was like, you know, 35, 28, I, I don't right. think that's the likelihood. I think, I think it's probably a game that's you know, one team's in the twenties, the other's in the teens. It's going to like, you know, it's going to hit the under. And I think, uh, I do think it'll be a Patriots win. Uh, I do. I think they'll, they'll rally behind having fans back in the stadium. I think their defense, we saw it across three preseason games is going to be really, really good. Uh, I, I don't think much of that Miami offense. I just don't. And, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, I think it'll be competitive. I, I don't think either team is going to win the route. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, also how that defense comes out. Like you brought up a lot of guys coming back from COVID. Hopefully we can see a Patriots defense like we saw two years ago where, you know, they were like top 10, top five, one of the best in the league. And, uh, you know, hopefully people aren't too hard on Mac after this first start. Yeah, well, hopefully it goes well and it can be just nothing but more praise. Exactly. Really appreciate you taking the time, Adam, and go Pats. Happy to do it. Good luck. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.